Hey, welcome back to another episode of Right Angle Donuts. We've got Josh, Josh, and Matt here. How's everybody doing tonight? Who the hell is Josh, Josh, and Matt? <laughs> <laughs> like, when do we ever talk like that? I'm mixing it up. Who are these people? we got Josh House in Iowa. we got Josh Unser in Missouri. we got Stat from Welcome, boys. <laughs> yeah, you're cutting out, but we'll take Yeah, that's okay. You oh, can okay. edit that one out, right? Yeah, I was just yeah. goofing no, around. No, I, I usually keep those in. Do I you? like to leave yeah. those in. You like the so. goofs? Makes, makes it sound more yeah, intelligent. they're great. Uh, does it? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes. It's, okay. it's, what our, it's what our fans All right. For. Yeah. Hey, we had... Uh, 17 listeners, so I'd like to Did so thank everyone who, uh, <laughs> thanks every, who thanks listened. Thanks to all 17 of you. Uh, um, maybe at the end of the show, we'll, about we'll list you by name. Um, Actually, <laughs> you know what? That's... Rather than thank the group, I will thank everyone individually. That's pretty I good. It off. I'm only, I'm, um, I've only listened to it once, so I'm only one me too. of those. There's three, yeah, three so. if you include us. So Yeah. Well, hey, we'll, we will take it. Hey, yes, so. I hope people laughed. I do too. I for those of, for those of you that are listening now for your first rad experience, um, <laughs> last week, the year nineteen ninety eight, little music, little movie trivia, um, kind of our favorites from that year. Um, Josh Unser, what are we doing tonight? What's on the uh, tonight? We have uh, picked. The year 2014. 2014. So, big, big year, as it turns Huge out. Huge year. In, uh, For music, in a lo- maybe. Uh, oh, a lot of good movies. <laughs> a lot of good there's movies. Good I don't know. There, there is some good music, but I think movies were actually better this year. Oh, yeah. I don't so, know. So we always like to start out uh, talking of 2014, but uh, before we do that, uh, we probably should go around the room and, and say what you're drinking tonight. So, uh, House, what are you drinking well, tonight? I wanted to drink a wine that was a 2014 wine just in commemoration of, you know, 2014 and what we're talking about today. But I didn't want to open up any of those bottles. So I decided to go with. You didn't want to waste them on us or our listeners. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate you not wasting (laughs) that valuable stuff on us. No, it's not that. It's just uh, I have limited selection of it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to drink a Trader Joe's. Uh, Charles Shaw 2016. So that's pretty good. I mean, it's not great, but it'll get the job done. So that's what I'm drinking yeah, tonight. Well, we can only hope. We can only hope. We'll get the job done. Stat, what are you drinking tonight? I heard you oh, pop your bottle of what I beer? did. It was a corked Oso from Wisconsin. I'm drinking a Rhubarbarella, which is, according to the bottle, a sexy intergalactic sour ale aged on fresh Wisconsin rhubarb. Does it say aged on? Yes. Like it's just, they just lay it on the, <clears throat> the wood, the rhubarb? They just put it down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just set, set it next, next to it or on top of it? I think they put it inside. I don't know if, they, if that goes in. I don't Wait. think it's the work kettle. It's in something. I don't know. I just drink the shit. Hmm. I just thought it was strange that you said it was on, not in. Is it delicious? I quoted the bottle. Does it? It is really good, yeah, I, actually. I wasn't doubting you. I thought it was strange. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I had strawberry rhubarb pie, and I got diarrhea. 
<laughs> Have you had it since nope. then? <laughs> my dad my dad makes strawberry rhubarb pie. <laughs> I don't typically eat it. What are you what, what are you drinking tonight, Yuns? Well, I was actually about to start eating my uh, cherry rhubarb pie that I made, but I'm going to skip that and uh, you know, just focus on what I'm drinking. Uh, no, I start, I'm starting out tonight with the dogfish head, so nice little sequence. Ooh, so, love sequence. It's much better. It's a good breakfast. I was just going to say, it's a good breakfast. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but for tonight... Uh, for you guys i'm really just grabbing anything i can out of the fridge so well good i'm pretty excited so all right so since we're talking about 2014 i always like to start us out with some interesting facts of, of the year just to kind of put you in the mood make Get you going uh reminisce uh what was going on back to 2014 uh, the there's a first couple one, big things that happened in 14 well yeah the uh the malaysia airline flight yeah. Uh, oh, it exploded. 370, where uh-huh. no, it disappeared. Oh yeah, and they couldn't find it. So that was that was I wouldn't say exciting, but that was kind of pretty it intense. Was relevant to the time. No, I was thinking more of Colorado allowing sales of recreational marijuana. That was another yeah. thing. Yeah, I that didn't actually make my list. So thank you for that. Didn't make your list. No. Huh. Oh jeez. I didn't think about it. He doesn't about, smoke. Did, uh, did Michael Brown and Ferguson make your list? No, I didn't go that route. So I was sticking with kind of pop culture. But yeah, it was yeah, a big deal. Okay. So um, as far as the Super Bowl is concerned, uh, Seahawks over the Broncos. So another Broncos. Oh, yeah. uh, at least we're in the Super Bowl. This is twice now. I don't know if that's going to be a theme for us. But that, uh, that was World Seattle Series, anybody Bowl, know? Wouldn't it? it was. Yeah. Was 2014 the Royals? It no, was not. they lost to the uh, um, Giants. Yeah, that's correct. The Giants. Yeah, San Francisco. From San Francisco. Hmm. Uh, what about the uh, uh, NHL stat? You Were you watching the NHL? The Penguins. I was. No, the Penguins didn't win it in 14. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you, you're just going to say that every year, probably. Every, every uh, week, yes. No, 14 was the Los Angeles Kings. That is correct. Nice. The Los Angeles Kings. Yeah, I do know uh, that one. Um, and the last little one I put on here was uh, actually the ISU men's basketball team won the Big 12 that year. Yes, we uh, did. Big 12 did they? tournament. Yes. Okay. And then lost the first round. Yes, that to... was depressing. Do you remember who they lost to in the first round? UAB. That's right, UAB. Man, you guys are good. Yeah, because all the players got really, really cocky and they dyed their hair like pink or like part of the tips of their hair pink and they were Did getting they all really? cocky oh yeah it was stupid i left work early because i think it was a and the buy some pink pink dye at the high v okay <laughs> well yeah <laughs> dye your hair as well <laughs> no i left i left work to go to go watch it with kino and their uncle bryce and we went to jethro's and it was packed and everybody was hyped and having a really good time and then it just unfolded and it was gross and uh it was it was very 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 depressing. So I believe after that, it was nice enough that I went and golfed. I was mm. pretty depressed. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not going back to work. And I went and golfed. So that's what I did. So there you go. Well, uh, do you guys know what the, uh, the best uh, picture is? The NCAA championship that year? Football? Uh, was, oh, I don't know. 
Um, actually, I think I do. Alabama? No. No, the I, team was, was it, loaded. Was it Ohio State? No. Clemson? Mm. No. Well, who, who was it? Florida State. Oh. What? Jame, Jameis Winston, Devonta Freeman, Kelvin <laughs> Benjamin. Oh. Yeah, I could Jaylen see Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, it was a loaded team. Well, there you go. All right, so uh, best picture of that year? Uh, you guys, <laughs> yes. Any, any guesses? Do you think it made your list? 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't look up 2013 to see who was going to win in 2014. So. <laughs> I understand. It's, it's a little confusing. So, And uh, also, I noticed on here that the top song was Pharrell's Happy. So Yeah. That hopefully that'll get stuck in you. your head uh, throughout this whole podcast. So, uh, worst movies on there. I only pulled two of them. Uh, from the big long list, but uh, I was a little surprised by both of them because I actually thought they were okay. Uh, but Sin City, A Dame to Kill for, I never watched was that on one. there. I never saw it. I didn't see it. Well, it was okay. It wasn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was the worst movie of the year, but it's pretty bad. And then uh, A Million Ways to Die in the West was also. Oh, really? There. That was what Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty stupid, but. Yeah, it, I, I don't know if it would. Was Charlize Theron the, uh, or Theron or however the fuck you? Therone. She she was in that one too, right? She was. Yeah, yeah. a lot of big big names in it. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so yeah, hopefully all all that information has kind of put you in the mood. It really has. Uh, yeah. So now that you're ready, um, so uh, just like we always done uh, in the past, that one episode, uh, House. What was your first <laughs> pick of? Uh, uh, for you, your top movie of this time, yeah, I know, I know. That, before before <laughs> I, I say anything, do you guys want to jump in and and steal my? Yeah, I, I could probably guess it too. Okay, what is so, it? If you're going to say, say Guardians Wick? of the Galaxy, that... oh no, I was going to say Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, because that was really? the earlier in the year. That's when you guys is that when you guys came down and we yeah, watched it. I think like it was, it was like negative seven degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dance off, bro. Me and you. We just watched it on rotation. repeat. Yeah, but no, that was, that was on my list, but that was not the number one movie on my list right, of 2014. Well, the number you got me. The number one movie on my list of 2014 is drumroll, Interstellar. Yeah. Oh really? That was one of the other one I thought too. Yes, and so, I know you're such a list, Nolan fan. So. so yes, Christopher Nolan, and that that movie is one of the movies where I can watch it over and over and over and over again and never get bored of it. I think you know Keenan and I watch it whenever I'm over there, vice versa, because we have our sound systems or whatever, and it just sounds awesome on a surround sound, and so. Um, that's that's one of them. I'm a huge Nolan fan. Do um, you think Christopher Nolan like plans his music to for surround sound in that way? Because oh, absolutely. I mean, if you really Probably. think about every yeah. one of his, and I'm really just thinking, kind of like the Batman series and and Interstellar and just all of them. Actually, they all sound great. On, yes. Well, and Hans that. Zimmer does a lot of his stuff. I I don't know if he if Hans Zimmer has done. All of Christopher Nolan's movies, but I know he's done quite a few of them. Yeah. So, yeah, I think from a, you know, just 
the whole thing, the whole movie is pretty phenomenal from my perspective. Um, a couple other movies that really, really resonated for me. We kind of talked a little bit about it on the last podcast, but Grand Budapest Hotel uh, was yep. also the Wes Anderson film. And so I'm a huge, huge fan of that. And then I think that was actually third, my number one of, of 2014. So you oh, that's my a thunder. great film. When we went, when we went down to Florida for Thanksgiving, that was one of the movies that I watched on the plane going down there because I was like, you know, I want something a little entertaining, something cool, something a little bit out there. And, you know, Grand Budapest definitely hit the mark there. Um, is that your is that your favorite Wes Anderson movie? You think? Uh, yeah, I think it is mine. No. Yeah, definitely. It is for me. Stan, what, what is yours? Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. I'd say the Royal Tenenbaums, but I really like Bottle Rocket, too. Uh, yeah. I just think that movie is just hilarious, and it's it was one. Butter Rocket was a movie that actually Jansen and I used to watch a lot, and just because we thought it was just so funny, and I loved the back and forth. But I'd probably put Roll Tannenbaum's ahead of it too. So, did you know on the Grand Budapest that they filmed it like it was shot in three different. Uh, mm-hmm. ways. It was shot at 1.37, 1.85, and 2.35. Helped so distinguish the years that you were in. Yeah, depending on the year yep. that the, Which the is super cool. movie was taking place. So, kind of attention to detail like that's pretty intense. So, Yeah. He makes a lot of money, so... so you know, he can do that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... Don't get too excited, by the way. This podcast will not be... Uh, Slowed down, um, depending on the year. Well, how do you we, know? Uh, how do you know? Well, you haven't edited technically, yet. Technically, I could. So that would be fun. <clears throat> be a little odd, but yes, you could definitely do that. Um, and then third on my list, I know you guys would think that Guardians of the Galaxy would be on there. But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. Do you do you guys care to guess what I'm gonna say? What's my Bird third? Man? No, 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 no. Wrong. X. Boom. God, I, I don't even know. <clears throat> Come on, uh, give it to me. What do you think it is? Come on. I told you what I. I know what you. you th- said no. I know what you thought. I'm talking to Unser. Oh, uh, come on. I I have no idea. Kingsman of the Secret Service. Okay. That's actually on my list, too. Oh. Dude, that, that I, I love that movie. Watch it. I do, too. What? You didn't like it? You didn't like it, Stat? I didn't watch it. I didn't see oh, it. Oh, you should totally see it. It's no, phenomenal. Probably. There's only two of them right now. I hope they're making a third. Yeah. But holy cow. Oh, they're going back, this next one. Oh. It's, it's the... They're talking about the, the place, the Kingsman... Uh, the suit shop, like how it was all created and stuff. That's the next one's coming out this year. Oh, dude, so. I'm going to be sold because I thought that Kingsman, when it came out, you know, it was definitely a little bit different. You didn't know if it was going to be serious. You didn't know if it was going to be kind of a comedy. And they kind of blended the two together. And yeah. at first I thought it was going to be kind of cheesy because I remember when I saw the previews for it, I was like, what the heck is this going to be? And then I watched it but I, because I was intrigued enough to at least, you know, watch it. And holy shit, it blew me away. I thought it was great. And the end is kind of 
messed up, kind of fucked up, but they make it really kind of funny and jovial. So, you know, it has a little bit of everything for everyone. I agree. I love Samuel L. Jackson in pretty much everything he does. Yeah, he's, he's him really with good. the lisp and always has to, like, he's a criminal mastermind, but the sight of blood makes him throw up. I just. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of ironic. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> did you know? Did you know? This is a very well known fact that Samuel Jackson says motherfucker a lot in his movies. Cool. Correct the mundo. Yes. Wow. Did you look that one up? Yeah, it's right here in front of me on my yeah. iPad. <laughs> it says, you had to make a note of that one? It says right here, in a majority of Samuel Jackson's movies, he says the two words, motherfucker, a lot. <clears throat> were, you, were you doing research on Wikipedia again? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, it. that's very in, insightful. Okay, okay hold on, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit, I'm going to admit. I made that fact up. What? What? English, motherfucker! Do you speak it? Yes! Well, you should put it on Wikipedia. Yeah. Because that is right what you would be looking for. I think that'd be great. I think we should. I think that... <clears throat> All right. Well, those are pretty strong contenders there. I know they are. Um, you know, on a side note, I really think at some point when this gets about... 25 to 30 listeners we should really incorporate cameras on each of us i think that would be really funny can you go ahead and try to work that out on sir <laughs> sure yeah let me just just send in. me the camera and i'll, I'll you're it up. you're the yeah. producer so i mean, I mean come on technically we could we could do that but uh i think right now we'll just we'll, that'll be something that we can look forward to down the road how about how that? far how far down the road i mean really <laughs> man at this rate Jeez. <laughs> yeah who knows i mean so, if we already have couple years if we already have 17 listeners i'm willing to bet this this podcast will probably get 23 uh-huh. maybe well, even 24 we'll see. we'll see hopefully they keep coming back for more i really it. hope they do i think they will i think i think Last last week was pretty compelling. It was very compelling. <laughs> yeah, it was. I good. laughed. I was laughing my ass off, and Q kept turning around, going, "Dad, what are you laughing at?" And I go, "Don't worry about it. It's me." And um, <laughs> I just I, don't worry about it. Don't, it's me. Don't worry. And <laughs> I just I thought it was hilarious. So anyway, um, moving on to Unser Unser. So twenty fourteen pretty pivotal year from a cinematography perspective i'm curious to see what's on your top three well you know i i kind of looked at it the same way as i did the the last one too is what movies that i would watch no matter what if even if i you know turned it on and it was halfway through the movie i'd still have to sit there and walk through the whole thing the lego movie i get so, it so yep that's <laughs> uh i would say john wick has got to be my top one is I'm it just, weird that I've never seen any of the John Wicks? Oh, it's so good. That's super weird, man. So it is the – and what I think I like most about it, and I've heard some people talk about it on other uh, podcasts and such, uh, but those are irrelevant because now that you've found us, there really isn't any other one to go to. But uh, um, the <laughs> like the, the building of the, the world building that they do in there, it's just – it's just crazy. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I just think it's great. So, uh, a couple interesting oh facts. God. You would, you would love John Wick. I can't believe it. you haven't seen him. I'm I might just, have to I watch it. Lord, by it. Oh, so. I mean, I'm You're not. Have to, I'm not. We might have I'm, to do an update to this podcast after you watch it. I'm yeah. definitely not opposed to it, and I will definitely watch it. No, I just, I can't believe that. So it's like the Star Wars of our time. And oh, I know how much you love those. So, well, if it's like Star Wars, I'm definitely <laughs> no. gonna love it. <laughs> Only reason I brought it up. So I, I did find some interesting facts too. Um, so in the movie, uh, Keanu's got a, a tattoo on his back that says, uh, mm-hmm. "It's a huge back tattoo that says uh, that Fortis Fortuna," you know, which means uh, favors the strong. Uh, I figured I figured it was going to be I so. am Keanu. I'm Keanu. <laughs> so, um, and then like the initial opening scene, I guess was they they kind of used. Uh, apparently, Keanu had a uh, a stalker who broke into his house, um, and they kind of mirrored the break in the scene oh, that they really? did in that movie based on. Uh, the stalker that real life broke into his yeah real life that came into to oh his. that's pretty cool well shit you just ruined the movie for me no I didn't no he didn't no and then uh, the other the other one that I found that I thought was pretty cool Baba was Yega. uh during the safe house scene right, uh, where the bad guys are one of them's playing a video game and Wick's coming around uh, the name of the character that he's playing with on the video game is Neo so. You know, little yeah. little drawback to uh, to the matrix, the matrix. There too. So anyway, you were saying before <laughs> so you saying, turn into uh, the matrix. Yeah, the matrix and, wasn't in 2014, was it? No, it was not. But um, other ones that I really liked was Guardians. Guardians. That's right. We were talking about the soundtrack. Yeah. I thought the soundtrack was pretty amazing. Had a lot of uh, really classic songs on there. It did. Couple things a I, I pulled from that one too was the scene where Quill drops the orb yes. in the collectors. Uh, mm-hmm. He wasn't supposed to. It was all improvised. He accidentally dropped it, but he stayed in character the whole time. So they just left it in in the movie. You know, sometimes improv is the best part of every yeah. single no, movie. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. And do you know why they uh, why they called the uh, the ship the Milano? Because they loved Pepperidge Farm. Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Milano cookies. No, Alyssa Milano was on the wall or was the childhood crush of Peter Quill. Oh, so that makes sense. That's why he named it after her <clears throat> on there, too. So nice and little he, Easter eggs there. And he's the boss. And so people can say, who is the boss? Peter Quill. And Peter who Quill. was on Who's the Boss? Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano. <laughs> it's crazy. Can you believe that? Did your heads just explode or what? Yeah, pretty close. So I can imagine it. Since we're not together, I can imagine it. Like Unser's head exploding. Yep, I just imagined it. <laughs> <laughs> there it went. Oh God! Blood everywhere. Anyway, I just got an alert from the game. So they're talking what? about Brady's pick six. How hilarious would it be if that was the last throw of his career was a pick six? Oh, that'd be just. He's not going to allow that. He's going to he's going to play one game next year. He's going to throw a touchdown and then he's going to be like, well, I'm out. Uh -uh. No, he's done. 
telling you, he's done. You think so? so you really yeah. think he's done? I do. This this uh, year was I don't think awful. he's done because I hate him so much and I hate the Patriots so much that he'll come back for another year. Just in spite of yeah. you. ESPN's yeah, going to have to shut down for a, a, like a solid two months if he does retire. Follow his every move like the O.J. Simpson trial. So No, they've, they'll just keep following LeBron. I think ESPN now is basically 90% NBA, so... Yeah, that's true. They do a big part of that. So, um, I had two other movies on here. Yes, um, that I really liked, um, and one of them was a little on the fence because it came out on uh, in, on Sundance in 2014, but then was released in 2015. Um, okay, so it's a little bit of tweaking there. Uh, but what we do in the shadows is one of my just favorite movies. I just what we do in the it. shadows. What is yeah? What is that? Oh, it's a uh, it's a mockumentary about these vampires um, living. Oh, in, in I our remember time. seeing the they made a TV series yeah, about I it the too. Trailer for that on but HBO. It's got uh, no, no. It's it's an actual movie. Uh, but then <laughs> the the television show that they made, I think, is on FX now. But. Uh, it's got uh, Jermaine Clement. Uh, he directed it. You know who okay. that is? I do, yes. but I'm I'm looking at stuff right now on my oh. on my from iPad. It Flight looks of the funny. From Flight, Flight of, of the, the Concord. Concords. Um, and it was. Yeah, uh, it looked uh, like it was hilarious, but I didn't see and it. And it was so it was written and directed oh by God. him and uh, the Taiki. Uh, um, Whoever did Thor, Ragnarok. Um, uh, can't think of what his name is off the top of my head. Do you have it in front of you? Who? Uh, who was the director of it? Who, who was it written by? He's also in the movie, too. Hold on. I was trying to watch a trailer, but now you're bugging me with other stuff. I can look at uh, that, too. Who was the director? Yeah. Uh, Jermaine Clement, and then Taiki Watiti or something yeah. like that. He's the one that... who he's the one who directed Thor Ragnarok. He also did um, uh, uh, District Thirteen. Oh, um, he's done all of those. Uh, but I just I love the movie. It's making completely making fun of. Everything it's got most of the characters from Flight of the Concords are in it. Um, it's based out of New Zealand, which is just it's just all around uh, hilarious, and I definitely think you should check it out. It is, you uh, know, I I definitely want to check this out. I mean, I've never I've heard of it, and I remember seeing it, but I have not not watched it. And I think. I don't know, these newer years, so like 2014 versus 1998, it just, it's a, it's a little bit harder because some of these movies, they're at least, I mean, I watch a lot of movies, but I mean, I don't know some of these films. So anyway, this is interesting. This is good. This is good. Yeah, good I definitely think you'd like it. So it is. I'll check it. It is a, uh, just like a Spinal Tap kind of mockumentary about these vampires who are just a bunch of idiots and... Yeah, um, very funny. So nice. Definitely think you should check that one out. The last one I have on here is actually um, not. It didn't really make my 
top 10 list, but I do like the movie a lot. Um, it was Brick Mansion from uh, uh, Paul Walker. So I know that's a little strange, but it was uh, a remake of uh, District B-13, which was a French action film, um, which I had, I think we just lost that. We just lost that. Uh, well, yeah. then, you know, he really has to not live in a rural area. Where... Not for real. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, okay, so we'll we'll continue the discussion until he comes back. But this isn't yet another movie. I vaguely remember seeing this one out. Well, like, I've, I've not seen it. But, like... I've I what is this movie about? Like what what well, it's what a, turned you on to this movie? Why what what made you intrigued about wanting to watch this one? Yeah, District B thirteen, where the movie actually comes from. Like it's it's a, a complete remake of it, and it still has some of the actors in it, but they replace one of the main guys with Paul Walker, which is stupid. But it was right in the middle of you know the Fast and Furious stuff, so you put his name on it, and you get a lot more out there but if you're gonna watch it i wouldn't watch brick mansion i would watch district b13 um i just think that movie is awesome uh great action a lot of parkour kind of stuff going on but it's basically um these two guys a cop and another guy have to get kind of up this apartment complex building uh that's completely run by you know some bad guy um and basically kill and beat up and run through the whole thing, uh, all the different floors on there. It's just really cool. A lot of action. Um, like it a lot. So, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It looks intriguing, but again, this is another one. Like I've not, I've not seen this, man. I really need to watch more movies now, I guess. Yeah. Clear interstellar and, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. inception and maybe watch a few, branch out a little bit there i'll I'll see what i can do i'll see what i can do oh now that matt's now that matthew statler has joined us again this is a good segue over to him yeah Yeah. sorry i was never actually really gone (laughs) (laughs) i know i was (laughs) what movies did you uh what movies did you put on your your list um we've talked pretty much about most of mine grand budapest guardians john wick interstellar um, I, Birdman was pretty awesome for me, though. I liked Birdman quite a bit. The way it was filmed with pretty much an entire one take, but it, it wasn't. But there were like four, so it was pretty pretty cool. You know, Michael so that's pretty badass too. That that is one movie that I watched. You know, the trailers, and I was really really intrigued by it, but I've never actually watched it. But I've never seen it either. It is on my queue in iTunes to uh, to purchase this one. So, what what about this movie was the most compelling thing for you? I guess first off, tell us a little bit about the story, what it is, and uh, and then kind of go into what what intrigued you about it. Well, you really just need to watch it. I don't want to give any of, of it away because it's one of those movies that just when you see it, it's just so awesome. The way it was filmed and directed um it you'll love it what's the high level premise what's the high level premise of it i can't even tell you 
Why? Really? Because you just have to see it. Yeah. Okay. If you've not seen Birdman, it won a bunch of awards or was up for a lot of nominations. Um, yeah, I, I think it. I mean, I think it won a, a few. Did you watch Michael it? Guns? Did you watch no, it? I've never seen it. Nope, never seen it. Okay, hold on just a second. We're uh, here. I'll read. You, I'll read you a little blurb. Former cinema superhero um, Michael Keaton's character uh, is mounting an ambitious Broadway production that he hopes will breathe new life into a stagnant career. It's risky, but he hopes that his creative gamble will prove that he's a real artist and not just a washed-up movie star. Um, but yeah, it's it's a phenomenal watch. Well, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and I. Oh, Margaret, is that? No, it's Emma Stone. Is Emma Stone? Emma Stone's in it. Yeah. Ooh, I like her. I like her. She's a blonde though. She's she's not a redhead in this one, huh? Correct. Okay. Fair. Is that, is that a deal breaker for you? No, it's not not a full deal breaker, but it's also you know. got Edward Norton in it. So I mean, yeah, Edward Norton. He came up in the last podcast, so I, I like yep. the uh, the cyclical keep, thing of this, keeping you know, that going, kind of good. You know, instead of like the movie game, we could have the podcast game. You know, what are some commonalities of actors that were in the previous podcast or movies with that actor in it in the next podcast? What do we think about that? We could play yeah, a game. Maybe. It's Galifin like a Zach. Yes, sir. That's cool. Trying yeah. to think of who else was in the the movies that we went through in 98. Oh, the, we went through a lot. I mean, Yeah, we did. There were Guy Ritchie films, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah. Uh, well, a good the, movie. the Lebowski, the big Lebowski. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, a that lot one's of big time, big time actors in that. Yeah. And then, you know, Stat had American History X, mm-hmm. Edward Norton. Yeah. That's Edward Furlong. What was the chick's name? Feruza Balk? Is that her name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's true. She was. I see you guys went out and watched the Run, Lola, Run as soon as we got done. With you know, the I, I, didn't, I, didn't. I, I really did not. I did not yeah. go. I, I really yeah. need to. Yeah, I really yes. need Bunch of fuckers. That's fine. Well, you're a fucker too. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I did also like Chef. Um, it was kind of you. Oh yeah, we didn't about like that. it at all. Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, what was it like? John Favreau. A... Go ahead. Directed and no, starred. Was... Well, John Favreau does a a Netflix series too. Uh-huh, um, Chef with the. Yeah, with the guy who taught him, with the the movie's kind of based off of of his his life, uh, that they become really good friends mm-hmm. over time, and then they bring in some of the other actors and different people in to cook with, um, and I really like that show too. I'll but, have to check yeah. that out. So it's a pretty good watch on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, I like those. Those are those are some of those that I turn on. You know, if I'm about to fall asleep, just want something in the background. I like those a lot. Nice. Any other big movies that you had on yours? Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah, that was was really bad. (laughs) That was actually really, really I was thinking you were going to mention it on the worst movies of 2014. Actually, I think that that probably is the worst movie. I think there were only maybe one or two scenes in that that made me slightly chuckle. But, I mean, it was bad it's horrible and yep. there was so much there was so much hype going into that movie that we actually did a cousin's night with 
my cousin Joe, my cousin Joel, and my cousin Ethan. And we were all big Dumb and Dumber fans and, and you know, could recite that entire movie. And so we decided that we were going to make a cousin's night of it. So we went to Buffalo Wild Wings, got some beers, some wings, and it was delightful. And then we, we go over to the theater and we had really great seats. And then the movie started and I was like, what the fuck is this? And I maybe laughed twice and I left royally disappointed. So that's the story of Dumb and Dumb. That's definitely one of those that, that falls in that category where even like Boondock Saints 2. That was horrible. It, it took too long. Oh, like, it was horrible. Such a great movie. And, but they just waited too long. And it was passed around too many times. And you just run into that situation where it's, it's just not going to work. You know? And I Wait, think Dumb Dumb 2 was the same way. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So. Um, a couple other movies that were on my honorable mention. Um, so Fury, the... Brad yeah. Pitt World like War II movie. That movie is great. Um, it also has a great soundtrack too. So um, I would very highly suggest people check that one out. And is then, the soundtrack just like a tank noise? Like yeah, in the it's background? Just, it, yeah, it's really just rumbling. Yeah. Um, and you have a couple explosions in the back. And we lost that again. And <laughs> <laughs> when, when, we, when Stat cuts out and then he comes back in, like in that in between moment, we should just like totally make fun of Stat the entire time and tell jokes. Well, it turns out I don't think he listens, so I think we're good. <laughs> like I don't think he yeah, would know. Yeah, he actually said, "Well, three of the twelve was us." Like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. two of the twelve was us. He actually was too lazy to listen, so that's no. pretty funny. We'll actually see if he pulls this one out and uh, listens to it. But the other movie that I think it fell under the radar quite a bit. Um, but Scarlett Johansson's in it, Morgan Freeman. So, so really Lucy. good. Yes. Yeah. That movie, I I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I liked that one a lot. I was a little skeptical going into it, but then I was like, you know, I wanted to give it a shot. And it kind of, I don't know, I liked the premise. I liked the storyline. Um, I like, it was actually very well acted and very well done didn't seem too terribly cheesy um and it it really kind of checked all the boxes in terms of like what i'm looking for it had the action it had you know uh just like the suspense to it and i don't know it had that that weirdness to it as well that i that i always kind of like in a movie what do you think of the ending of it yeah i mean were you i how do i word that were you did you leave satisfied like were you okay with how it ended or I was kind of disappointed because that's the only reason that I didn't necessarily put it on the list is that I really do like that movie a lot, but I think it just kind of fell off at the end. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely see uh, where you're coming from there. Yeah. I think, I guess you could say I was a little, little upset, maybe a little dissatisfied, but didn't ruin the movie though. No, it didn't. It definitely, it definitely didn't ruin the movie for me, for yeah. sure. No, I agree. You know, I actually did. Uh, that was one I put on my list as well. Uh, just kind of, apparently, uh, uh, Mila Jovovich was uh, supposed to play the Lucy, uh, but I guess she got pregnant, so she didn't. <laughs> uh, 
Couldn't do that. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that story. Oh, she can't do the movie because she got pregnant. I can't tell you how many times I've said that. Like, anytime they ask me to do something, I'm like, "Ah, I can't help you move that couch. Yeah, I can't come to work. I'm pregnant. Can't, you know, can't do my job. I'm pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we're going to have to take a quick little break. Uh, We got to get stat back in here we really need to get stat back okay yeah he just texted me so uh yeah we'll be right back okay and we're back so now that we've kind of uh had our few little hiccups and issues but man you better not you better not get cut out again the majority of the movies that we were were wanting to talk about um, you know, Stat, you did miss out. You'd have to listen, obviously, because we covered like three or four great ones uh, while you were gone. Hey, I did listen. Lucy. I did listen. Oh, you did. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can skip this one. Yeah. It's totally fine. You don't need to listen to it. You're already here. So I uh, don't mind what we said about you. Um, well, so now we always like to move on to music. Um, and again, 2014. Um, what were, you, what were you guys, uh, um, I'd like to also preface this with, I will have very little insight and uh, additions to this uh, segment, but uh, I'll let you guys kind of take it away. For... Actually, I think, I think you'll be able to contribute a little bit more than you think, but. Well, uh, here, I'll tell you what, I'll start out with mm-hmm. my, with the three that I put on, on my. Okay. That seems yeah, fair. Let's, let's start out with let's the lame that. ones. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Because I, I got like a page of stuff. Start very out small writing. The lame ones um, will kind of build up and get to the yeah. good stuff. Well, I did put nothing more on there. Um, I thought that uh, it was really oh, my first kind of uh, insight into them and listening to them. And now that I've gotten to see them a few times too live. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, really loved it. Was an amazing it. show, so, wasn't it? Huge fan. Thank you. Thank you guys are really. You know who got me on nothing more? I don't like giving shout outs to this person because um, it's kind of hit or miss. Unser no, or uh, House knows what I'm talking about. Where 50% of the stuff they Skogs. send is pretty Skogs. awesome. 50% of the stuff they send is just pure shit. Yeah, Even Skogs. I knew that. <laughs> Skogs so, more. so a little, little fun fact about nothing more. So they opened for Chevelle and Disturbed when Sam, Dustin, and I all – I think Corey might have been with us, but anyway, the, we all went to see that that show, and this was the first time that I ever saw Nothing More. And I called you at, while you were yeah. at that show because I was at a show. I'll be honest with you. I had very little expectations for this band, but I left being blown away, and it actually is a really good album. So I think mm-hmm. that's a pretty pretty obscure yet really good pull, Yunce. Kudos. Good job, kudos, kudos. So, I thought so. Um, House, do you remember the concert that I was at when I called you? It was the same night you guys were at that show up in Des Moines. Was it I was Tool? Oklahoma City at a show. No. It was Corn oh, opening for Oh, fuck. Slipknot. Yeah, that's right. I do remember that. Yeah. Yep. I wish I would have gone to that tour. I didn't see that one, but man, that was that would have been sweet. That would have been sweet. It was a good one. Yeah. It was a good one because Head was back with me. All right, yeah. So, and, uh, more, so that's yeah, a good one. So that's my big one. My other one is uh, 
and Stat and I had already talked about it too, but Eskimo Cowboy had a uh, um, uh, mm-hmm. We Are the Mess came out. We, yeah. we are the mess. And I, I, I forgot like that about one it. a lot. I'm glad you so I like Eskimo Cowboy a lot. Um, you know, I'll... Great album. Oh, go ahead. It's a little obnoxious at times. Uh, a but, little? Oh, God, it's so catchy. No, it yeah. is catchy. I remember the first time Stat said, Oh, hey, dude, you got to listen to this band. At first, I didn't know what the hell I was listening to. <laughs> I'm... I'm going to be honest with <laughs> That's you. That's Eskimo Cowboy in a they're, nutshell. They're so like sporadic and kind of ADD kind of weird, trippy shit. And I didn't know what to think of them, but then they kind of grew on me. And then, yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, they're a great band, but they're not for the faint of heart. They're not for just an average listener. Yeah, no, like, I agree. Hey, no. who do I want to listen to? Oh, check out Eskimo Cowboy and you're going to love them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair i just for me that's anytime i'm and it really doesn't matter like if i'm super pissed off or i'm super you know want to get kind of pumped up and excited eskimo cowboy is pretty much my go-to um not necessarily that album but just them in general um which album we are a mess or crystals crystals are the one that i usually go to so is yeah that was the first one I played yeah, for you guys. Yeah, where the mess so. Anyway, and then obviously I almost guarantee you'll cover any of the other ones. So those are my two my two big uh, takeaways from 2014 on the music scene. Well, absolutely. Go for it. I jump, jump in, on then in with some stuff. Well, before you do that, because no, I'm just kidding. Okay, go so ahead. So 2014. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 2014 was big for me because I had just gotten into Apple Music. And so it really kind of opened up what I was able to find and start listening to. So, like, my list is exhaustive because there's tons of stuff on here because I was finding stuff that I'd never even heard before, like Eskimo Callboy. Um, but, you know, it, it just gave me that opportunity to search for random awesome songs and bands that I've well and i remember too sad that's like when so, you and i used to just um, send different songs to each other and like yeah that's really one of my exactly doing that was right around exactly so so and i was in oklahoma um i didn't have anybody down there so all i do is i kind of put myself into the music and uh one of the ones, one of the bands and albums that was on my list, for sure, was one that I shared with you. That's probably on yours. Fucking right, it was. You're absolutely right. That's that's so, totally on reincarnate. Yep. Like, I remember. Oh, I don't want to steal your thunder. You go ahead and you tell your story. But no, fuck, that is a great album. No, that was. And it's not their first album, but it was the first one I'd heard of them. And it's kind of it love with them for them. Since. So. In in my opinion, that was kind of their their mainstream album. Not and when I say mainstream, I don't mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It was their coming exactly. out party, basically. And I remember when you and I were going back and forth sharing this one. I was just like, "Holy cow!" And then so on that on that particular album, uh, it gave, well, me a it gave you a lot of credit. credit. It really actually opened up a lot. But I like reincarnate. Uh, contemporary. Contemptuous, 
Break the Cycle, Dark Passenger, Wasp, all of those are gr- the well the whole album. But the I mean, whole album those are kind of the, awesome the standout songs in that particular album. That that's actually uh, you know that brings back a lot of memories because um, that's when. You know, Kylie started getting into her beach body stuff. That's when, like, from a career perspective, I really started to kind of break away. And, like, I was doing a lot of Colorado stuff. So every time that I really listen to this album, it kind of brings back a lot of different memories for me. So it's, that's, that's a really good pull for, from you. I, I yep. really love that album. Um, so also one of our favorite bands, I'm kind of going towards kind of the cream of the crop right now, and then I'll go back and start listing a whole bunch of other stuff, but, um, that's a great album. That is a great album. Um, love it. Absolutely love that album. Um, and Island is probably my favorite song on that. that You know, that's, Um, you know, but it jawbreaker. I mean, there's, you know, it seems like like for album, me, so. Chevelle is a great band. I I love all of their stuff. I do too. But they're I think, a top three favorite band of like, all time for me. So you know, some of their other stuff. You know, they had a couple albums between Wonder What's Next and and then and you know, like Sci Fi Crimes is a great album, but then. But there are a couple mm-hmm. other albums that they Love had. It. Like they have some really great songs from them, but they didn't stand out as much. But then that one came out, and you know it really kind of, at least from my perspective, kind of gave them a new kind of, I not necessarily identity, but a new breath of fresh air. And it seems like well, and they they kind of found yeah. their sound right around then. So. Because before it was kind of like, oh, these guys were kind of like Tool, and it's like they kind of were. But by this time, when they when that album came out, there were Tool tendencies, right. but it was still Chevelle. It was totally their own sound. Um, obviously, 2014 was a sad year because yeah. Point Five the Great Chapter a came out. A sad year. Um, Slipknot. Yeah. Well, no, they, they lost, lost Gray. Gray in 2010, but that was. Well, but the, is the album that kind of reflected on all of that? That's true. That's actually so. The Great Chapter is one of the top ones that came out uh, that year. That's on my list, and I agree with you. You know, before we started the podcast, I actually mm-hmm. uh, started listening to all the different albums that I uh, had listed on here. Not the entire albums, but you know, portions of them. And this is definitely one of those one of those albums that I remember Stat, you and I were talking about it um, when that when that album came out, you and I actually said, I think that this is actually Slipknot's best album that they've ever produced up to that point. (laughs) Which is really crazy because that is the first album without without Paul and without without Joey. And so um I think yep. that's actually really telling too to like the longevity of the band, but also kind of the staying power and the actual talent that they have. And I know there's going to be like three people listening to this podcast that are like, I don't really agree with you, but, um, but I actually think that uh, <laughs> this is still one of their best albums, if not the best album uh, that they've, that they've put together up to this date. 
I mean, I if you, you, you start out at the beginning, you know, you got Scatastrophe, AOV, Devil and I, and, you know, then you get to the mid part of the, the album and you've got Goodbye, which is the ode to, to Paul. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the, like, what a lot of people would say is like a strong end to an album, but if Rain is what you want, in my opinion that's like the perfect ending to this album. It just kind of culminates. It takes the entire album, everything that happened up to that point, And it's just kind of a brutal end to a really great album. Well, and leading up to that, you have like Custer and all of that. So it's like, it's almost like in the middle there, they realize, you know, Paul's gone and he's not coming back yeah. and they're freaking pissed. And then that's kind of what happens. And then toward by the end of the album, they've kind of come to terms with it, I guess, come to peace. So the whole yeah, album no, is I mean, story, I feel like. it. There, I mean, I love every album that Slipknot's put out for different reasons. But I don't know. This one really resonated with me. Um, and then when you get the special edition, you also get the uh, the Burden and then Override. And I'm going to be honest with you. I almost mm-hmm. think the Burden is just one of the darkest songs that I've listened to in a very long time. I mean, in a good way. I just think that there are so many components to it that just, I don't know, it just, it's dark, it's sinister, it's crazy. And that's one of my favorite songs on there, even though it wasn't part of the original release. So what else do you got? So, So I've got another band that I've been hugely fond of since they came out 2014 was their first album i knew you were um, gonna do star set star set um <laughs> it's on my list it's on my yeah, list i have to man i love star set. It, it did not make my list by the way um no huh. it didn't make your list i have not you've not seen them live have you oh uh, <laughs> misty went to a show with me to see star set and she's like i would i've never seen anytime. them live but so it, it but i can only show. imagine what they're like oh they're awesome it's a production value show. I so mean, what is it about transmissions that you love? Uh, I mean, just the whole album. It was my introduction to Star Set. And I feel like they've just gone. They're not even, they haven't hit their potential yet. They, every album they've put out since has gotten better and better. So and what better was it though? So, oh, I don't no, even think they're think mainstream so. either. But like, so. how did, so it's, you know, you know, Scrat scratch beneath the surface a little bit on this one so like how did you even find out about this band like what drew you to them initially honestly so with the introduction of apple music i mean i would listen to a band that i knew and then it'd have if you like this band you might like these guys down at the bottom and i started just getting into i'd click on a band and then say well if you like these guys you'd like these guys and it's just this rabbit hole that i got down and i found them and uh i mean i fell in love instantly so the sound was it the vocals was it a, like the kind of space trippiness of it because yeah you know star set like this particular album i mean it's kind of trippy kind of video game-ish kind of future futuristic it was different i feel like they i feel like they had yeah i feel like they had their own sound it was something even though i was listening to a lot of new stuff um they were unique. Yeah. And I'm because it's not exactly band, metal. So. But it's not exactly like 
in the hard rock genre. No. I mean, it kind of blends between the two. They, to me, they kind of fall into that, like, a perfect circle kind of. I think that's a really good way to what put are it. They? Because, you know, yeah, no, cool. I think that's that's almost a perfect way to kind of put them into a, if you were to put them into a genre, you know, kind of that, a perfect circle, not quite to the tool level, but I think definitely, not definitely quite, a perfect but... Just in the fact that it's hard to pinpoint yeah, what it's kind of genre a, they actually are. Not progressive metal because that's a little bit – that's different style of metal. But no, I know what you're going after. I, I think it's a great album with that one. Yeah. Um, I have The Enemy, The Vengeance Paradox, one of my all-time albums, favorite albums from 2014. Um I don't know. I've shared some of that stuff with you guys. I don't know if you've actually given it a listen to or not, but um, love it. And then I'll just start going down the the list of just so you get an idea of bands. Um, I'll just say the band, not the name of the album. But these are bands that kind of I got introduced to right around that time. And that's like Architects. um, Miss May I. You introduced Miss May I I has some great albums. Uh, I love them. Yeah, that's the one that, that was really on good. a great live show, Down too. in Springfield together, the three of us. Yep. Yep. And we got to see... Uh, right before he died, because we were right planning to go to passed. the show here so. in Des Moines. You guys were going to come down. I remember I woke up yep. <laughs> one morning, and I was just checking Facebook. And it was a Saturday morning, and Q and I had a movie before. So he and I crashed on the couch downstairs. And so I was just on my phone on Facebook and flipping, scrolling through everything or whatever. And then it said, we came as Roman's front man, found dead or whatever. And then I remember I took a screenshot of it, sent it to you guys and said, well, I don't think you're coming down for the concert. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was like literally a week before, a week before you I guys were going to come down. Yeah. The worst planning yeah. for him. I, I mean, now, honestly, We'd seen it. We'd seen the band, which they were great live, but I was going mm. to see Bad Omens, really. Yes, that's so. right. That's right. Bad Omens was going to be at that show as well. Well, they ended up doing – they still did the show. No, they still had the show. Just without yeah. – we came as Romans, but – Yes. I, I think, think so, yes. Then, and that show was it, – it sold out still or whatever, but, man, that would have been – that was just a weird, weird set of circumstances for sure. Yeah, um, but I guess real quick, like Ice Nine Kills, The Word Alive. Uh, you, I, I have you some of their stuff. Yes. So that's the guitarist. Oh from, no, shit, uh, Ramstein. And that album that came out that year, Silent So Long, is the album has cameos from Jonathan Davis, Marilyn Manson. I mean, it's a pretty solid album. Um. It's worth a listen to. I Prevail, Anna's Okay, Buried in Verona, Buried Tomorrow, Chasing Safety, Dead Rabbits. Dead Rabbits. Double oh, yes. Soul, like the, Era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. And that was the album that had the uh, song with uh, uh, yep. Beartooth's lead singer, Caleb Shomo. He was on that. So, Amity Affliction. That one's on my list. came out that year. Yep. Was it? Okay. And then I'll give... I hate doing it. I'll give Skogs one more shout out, but Sycamore had an album come out that year that he introduced me to, and it was awesome. I remember listening to that, too. 
Sycamore is so weird. Um, I guess it's metal, but it's like metal mixed with, I don't know, Fallout Boy or... Well, a shout out to uh, Skogs to giving weird shit. <laughs> yes. I, like I said, he just throws shit at the wall. Because I'm looking at my list right now, and I also have Sycamore Indulgence on my... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have. Do you have it on my play or on my Apple Apple Music or whatever? And so I do remember listening, listening to it, thinking kind of the same as you, like, "What the fuck is this stuff?" But no, occasionally, you know, he'll pull yeah. out a few diamonds. Uh... <laughs> he does. I mean, when they're good, Ooh, they're good. They when are really, bad, they really, are really bad. Really bad. Um... And it's always funny because he'll he'll send it to you separately from me, but he sends it both at the same time, and we almost instantly will text each other. <laughs> and it's like, usually at two o'clock in the morning when he's <laughs> yeah, what, he's what sending he some send crazy stuff. Oh but God. yeah, it's usually at like two o'clock in the morning, and he'll send it to us like you just said, each separately. And we'll already be texting each other like you know different music, and yeah. Yeah, ironically, it's always on a night that you and I are up hearing. Talking about like this is horrible music. Like it's really, really bad. (laughs) Like I'm gonna go ahead and punch myself in the nuts. Like you said, there are diamonds. But occasionally, he does have a diamond in the rough. That Skogs, shout out to you. Um, Occasionally, you come up with some some real. He does. I'll give him half credit. Uh, and I guess one more. Hell yeah! Blood yeah, came out that year, and I I really like that album because when Hell yeah started, um, they were wildly different from Mudvayne. I felt like, and Blood for Blood kind of brought it back to more of a Mudvayne feel for yeah, me. Yeah, I think from that album, so I related a little bit more to it. From that album is Hush. I think that might be one of my. Yeah, that's my favorite song. No, from the I album. agree with you. It's super I think dark and messed up. Hell yeah has kind of a fun, kind of weird evolution, you know. Like when they came out with their first album, that was, you know, three years after Dimebag was dead. And so it was like members of Damage Plan mm-hmm. that still wanted to play. And Vinnie Paul was kind of the rock of the band and, and started everything. And, you know, I didn't know when I the very first Hell Yeah album, like what was really going to come of this? Like, is this really going to be a serious band or is this just kind of a one, one well, album? And Dang. When I first heard it, I didn't realize oh, it was really? the lead singer from Mudbane. So, because it was, no, I didn't know. Yes. And the guitarist from Mudbane. Yeah. So, um, so that kind of blew my mind when, and then I, I kind of liked them then, but I'm like, man, this is yeah. too different for me. But I feel like as they've progressed, they've gotten more towards, um, his, his vocals now sound, maybe not the music itself. Oh the yeah. Vocals no, absolutely. Sound more I think, I think, and this is just a theory of mine or whatever, but part of the reason of that, I think is that they kind of realized that Mudvayne was, really not ever going to get back together because I would imagine like back in 2007, they were thinking 
there's probably a chance because Mudvayne really at that time wasn't dead. And, you know, this was kind of that side album, like, let's see where this goes kind of thing. And then as they kept doing, as the years progressed, they started touring. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, I've seen Hell Yeah probably three or four times over the years. And things just kept evolving with the band and their albums kept getting better and better. And so, no, I agree with you. I think, I think hell yeah, that's a solid pull from 2014. Very good album. So how many more do you, do, is that, is that about all that you got on your list there? There's that. Wow, that sounds terrible. Yeah, Stat, you're really cutting it out bad. Go back to Ivy. Is he still talking? I feel like he's still talking. I think he is. I wonder if he knows that it it doesn't sound good. Uh, it's only a matter of minutes before it drops. Oh, he sounds like the Matrix again. <laughs> you know, interesting fact. Uh, that was not in... 2014. Oh, oh and we lost off. him again. <laughs> Man. He I wonder really... if that means it's time to... Uh, yeah, he really needs to check his internet. That's It's not great. No, it's really it's bad, there. actually. So. Was it the... Do you think it's his internet, or do you think it's his cell signal? What do you think he's going off of? Uh, Oh, I don't know. I mean, I assume it was his internet. I assume he's at home. See, I assumed he was going off of a cell signal. But no, I guess this is an app, so, and it's through the internet, so no, you're right. It's through the, it's through the Wi-Fi, right? Yeah. Okay. So. Well, I only had a couple, I only had a couple other albums that weren't listed or bands. Well, bands and albums. We are hey, now. There he is. Now it's happening again. Oh, oh wait, happening. maybe that's wrong. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, we can hear you. Okay. I'm done talking for the night. <laughs> no, what else? <laughs> well, House, you had a couple more? No, whatever. I'm done. So I had obviously Slipknot, the gray chapter on there, which we've already talked about. I had motionless, motionless in white, reincarnate. Uh, I had star set. I I did have the Yamity affliction. Let the ocean take me. And the only thing that I really want to add to, you know, the previous discussion that we had is, is kind of a weird. They're they're a metal band, but when you listen to them, I don't necessarily think of them as a metal band which is hard Mm -hmm. i don't know it's hard to describe because people who aren't familiar with the genre or even the band they'll listen to amity affliction and they'll be like well yeah they're a metal band they scream but i don't know there's like a darkness kind of deeper meaning to what the is and obviously you know it has a lot 
it's it delves a lot all of their albums delve a lot into suicide and the darkness of dark. death and all that kind of stuff and so i don't know stat do you know what i'm saying though like when it's like you listen to amity affliction and yes they're metal but how would you actually describe the genre that they are because i think they're very unique in what they do they are and most of the bands that i had listed fall into that category of metalcore, and I feel like they kind of fall into metalcore. Yeah, no, I would agree, but I think they're still a little bit different. I think they probably identify more the most with metalcore and that genre, but they're even a little bit beyond that. They're kind of, I don't know, it's hard to describe, but I really, really like them. I like all of their Mm -hmm. albums that they do. Um, I would agree. You know, they're they're just really solid. I believe they're out of New Zealand as well. Uh, I think. Um, but anyway, uh, that was on my. Um, so the first one was a little bit of a letdown for me. Still a decent album, but not not really to the the level that I had expected them to be. Was Machine Head, uh, Bloodstone and Diamonds. So it starts out really really strong. With the song Now We Die, great start. You know, it really kind of amps you up. You get really excited for, you know, the next, you know, 12 songs to come. And it just kind of falls short. It's not a bad album, but it's one of those albums where it's like, it's kind of a one-trick pony. Okay, I've heard this before. Yeah, they've been doing this for 10 years. And the sound, and it's just not... I don't know. It's not anything new. They've been around a lot longer than 10 years, but like for 10 years, they, they kind of found themselves and they started gravitating to like, not hardcore metal, but like a solid kind of Lamb of God-esque type of metal. And they really kind of fell into that. And then, I don't know, it just kind of fell short for me. But then the last album that no one's mentioned yet that I don't know if you two are really huge fans of, but I am is In Flames, Siren Charm. I knew you were going to have In Flames on there. Yeah, dude. I mean, I've seen them a lot uh, over the years. I've probably seen them eight times. And every single oh, time wow. every single time that I see them, they just get better and better. Um, but this particular album, I think for me, had a lot of high hopes. Um, I was expecting expecting a lot out of in flames and it's a good album not a great album but i think with every album that they've done they just have progressed better and better and so with this one i i assume the same but they kind of went uh i don't know i don't want to say like black album ish but they they went a little bit slower. They went a little bit more mainstream. They went a little different. Um, and so it wasn't quite what I expected. But they still have some crazy hits uh, from this particular album that I really love. It's just it wasn't one of those albums that, like, broke away from. You love the whole thing start to finish. Yeah, yeah it wasn't one of those albums. Um, you know, but... At the same time, it's still in flames. They have amazing showmanship. Um, but I honestly... But would you say would you say Clayman is their best album? 
So let me. So since we're actually that's my favorite. So Clayman is good. Clayman has one of my all-time favorite songs that they've ever done, which is "Only for the Week." So yeah. "Only for the Week" is the best song that In Flames have, has ever created, um, in my opinion. Agreed. But I think as you look at the evolution of In Flames and who they are as a band, I think Come Clarity is a really, really solid album. Um, they really did a, a really good job there. But actually, hold on. Let me take a step back. I jumped a little bit ahead of myself. So Soundtrack for Your Escape is the first album that I actually um, got hooked on in flames so the quiet place was the first song by in flames that i've that i ever heard and i was like holy shit who are these guys and they had a really different sound to them at the time so that album came out in 2004 it was a pivotal moment in my life because i was getting out of college going into the real world kylie and i started dating and so it has a lot of fond memories for me but then um you know, I was listening to that album and I was like, you know, it, it was definitely metal, but it had more of a European, quote unquote, kind of sound to it. And I was really intrigued by it, which really kind of got are, me sucked, are they sucked in. Are from Europe? They're from Sweden. They're from Gothenburg. Come on. I know. But then... That might, that might be why they have a European sound to them. That's all I was saying. Well, sure. I can see where you would get that. <laughs> But then Come Clarity came, and then, like, Take This Life, um, I remember when I heard that song, I was like, holy shit, these guys are nuts. But that was also, I want to say it was on, it wasn't on Rock Band, I think it was the other one, what was the other? Guitar Guitar Hero. Hero. It was on Guitar Hero, and so... You know, some people are like, oh, they've gone mainstream because they went on Guitar Hero. But I didn't necessarily think that. But um, Come Clarity was balls to the wall, hardcore, just crazy, craziness. And then in 2008, they came out with The Mirror's Truth, which some people think that that's their Metallica album um, because it went a little bit more mainstream. But I loved it nonetheless. Um, And ever since then, they've just kept... Um, or actually Mirror's Truth was a song on the sense of purpose but anyway um, it kept amping up for me and then when, when Siren Charms came out I was really expecting a lot and so it was really a deviation from some of their past stuff and so I think that for me is kind of why it was a letdown but yet it's still a great album yeah well since you brought up Guitar Hero yes I found some good music from Guitar Hero that introduced me to bands like Rise Against. Okay, yes. Rise Against did have an album this year. Um, the Black Market mm. came out this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't bring them up. I love Rise Against. I did too. I, I they're even, really yeah, good. I was, really like them. It was also one of the worst live shows I've been to. Really? Yep. They had the... Uh, music turned up too loud so if you didn't know the song you couldn't hear what he was saying you wouldn't be able to make it out um at the same time it was still a great show because kill switch engaged opened. oh dude kill switch is so good and and the opening act for them was let live so it was like 
it was some, it would have been a phenomenal show um, if that it was the first two acts blew away Rise Against. So yeah, that's unfortunate because I really do like Rise Against, but I've never seen them live. So. Uh, likewise, I mean they put on it was a good show. It just didn't sound good. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's always sucks. Interesting. Yeah. But Killswitch Engage is one of my all-time favorite bands, but they did not release an album in 2014. So, okay, yeah. Uh, so neither did Let I, Live, and Let Live I is one of my favorites. So, Let Live, you actually turned me on to Let Live, and actually, I'm looking at the poster that you gave me from their concert that's <laughs> autographed, that's hanging on my wall right now. That was the second time I saw them. Really? Yep. I saw him before that. Before that album came out, we saw Missy went with me. And uh, like I said, we'll talk about him when the year comes up. Nice. Nice. Yeah, 2014. This was an interesting year because, yeah, we had pretty great, you know, a couple great ones. And we had some pretty good movies. We had, you know, Slipknot, obviously. But um, I don't know. It wasn't as a nostalgic of year that 1998 was. And that's see, true. 2014 for me was huge because it introduced me to so much more music than I knew was out there, really. I mean, you always know there's a lot of music out there, but um, it really kind of helped define, I guess, my style of metal that I listen to. You know, I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, I and, and I definitely agree. I mean, you know, Apple Music definitely opened up you know, the platform of music in general and like, you know, the availability of it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think I definitely listened to a lot of great bands that year, but there wasn't a whole lot that, you know, really stuck out uh, aside from some of the more, you know, the, the bigger stuff, like, like the Slipknots of the world. Yeah. But anyway, Mm -hmm. Once, right. what do you think? What, what? As, no, as we, I completely agree. As we close out 2014, what, what's your biggest standout that that you took away from that year? No, you hit on all of them, but I did actually write down some bands while we were talking. So, you know, that's the goal out. is for people that listen to this, if if they want to get a yeah. better sense of who we are and what we listen to, because we we each listen to something a little bit different than the other person. Yeah, we so. definitely listen to a lot of the yeah. same stuff, but yeah, we definitely have our own unique styles. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully people are taking notes and, and writing some bands down, going back and re-listening to the podcast so they can catch the stuff that they missed. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's a lot of good, valuable stuff in here that might open your eyes to new bands, and um, that's kind of why we're doing this. So that's cool. Exactly. That's right. Very well said. That was pretty pretty intense there it's yeah. very rad so so yuns <laughs> oh there it is okay so yuns so since no i was just gonna say so now that we're you know kind of closing out everything pick that next year what's that rando oh yeah Hold on, I'm, I'm i'm doing it right now okay it better be a good year. It better not be like 1914, because I'm not going to be able to do a lot. <laughs> I think you be put a, in 82. It's going to be a really I put it. I put in 85. 
Ooh, okay. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't that doesn't sound well. promising. <laughs> All right. Well, this could be kind of interesting. All right. So the year Early that it 80s. came up was in the 80s. It was 1987. Okay. So, <laughs> so we're going to be talking. I was okay. Fine. We're so going to be talking be a lot about Bon Jovi. Uh, we're going to so, be a lot of, oh, lot of yeah, Bon Jovi. We're going to be talking about uh, the Three Amigos, uh, Spaceballs. I think actually Spaceballs came out. I think it came out in '87. I think Spaceballs did, did so. come out in '87. So we're going to have. Well, I think the movie knowledge. side of this the, might the be. The movie uh, side is going to be really good. Better. I don't know so much. It'll be interesting to see what Amazing. we came up with for for, uh, for music, but. All right, 1987. I've written it down. All of my Star, is Star Wars knowledge comes from Spaceballs. So. <laughs> so, I actually listened to somebody talking about it who they said May that the they, Schwartz be with you. They saw Spaceballs first, and then when they went, they didn't understand Star Wars because they were like, "This is just like Spaceballs." That's all they would say <laughs> every time. So it was like, "This, you know," but it's not funny. It's like it's just like Spaceballs, but it's not funny. And that's amazing. It's, that's I like. I wish I could be that. I love Star Wars, um, and we don't have to get into that until a later no, podcast. Because House uh, and I hate it. So. You know, it's fine. I just, I just want to say this. I think the reason why I dislike Star Wars as much as I do now isn't because they're not they're not good movies, so to speak. I feel like, and maybe there's going to be like seven people that disagree with me as they're listening to this now is I think George Lucas ruined what he created. And so you, you have the first three movies that he came out with. And I know like it started at chapter four or whatever with star Wars, but he ruined it when, when computers became prevalent. And so then he's like, Oh, I want to create the movie that I always envisioned, but I never had the ability to do so back in 1978 or whatever the fuck it was. And he just overdid it. And it just was horrible. And it just, I felt, it just was really, completely really bad. Disagree. It was just really, really bad. I mean, what he was able to accomplish in that in that time frame with what they had available is just that still, it still holds up. I mean, not nearly as much as something else, but it's also not completely computer generalized, you know, cheesy stuff. You want to talk about matrix and the second matrix, it looks is, awful. Is generalized a word? I don't think it so, is actually. Well, it I is now. I don't know if generalized is a word, but <laughs> I just, I just feel like what he came up with, and how he was able to do it. Don't make was, don't make excuses impressive. for a bad performer. So, don't make excuses so. for a bad performer. Yeah. <laughs> but all right. Well, uh, with that said, 1987 is going to be the year. I was and I am seven thoroughly years looking, old. Looking forward Ooh, was, to what I was, was on. So this is going to be what fun. was on the top top forty. Uh, what Dick Clark wasn't he doing the Something. Top 40 on Sunday. Yeah, I can guarantee so. Paul Abdul was on the charts then. So, same so with this Madonna. Might, might take a little bit to get some some polls here for. Uh, I mean, that was for the music that side, was but I think was movies will be pretty easy. Quiet Riot. Paul Harvey. 
good day. Oh, that's a good one. Nice, nice. Look so, at you. Well, like well yeah. Let's let's save all this for for the next one. So oh, we've got a lot of content. We'll just rehash it. It's fine. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Uh, yeah. So tune in next time. So we'll figure out a time and we'll do this again. Thank so, you for the twenty-three people in the books. Twenty-three people that books. listen to us. Yeah, I think once we get it to twenty-five, but... something's gonna happen. So once we hit twenty-five, we're we're gonna step out of our box. All right, so we have done nineteen ninety-eight. We did twenty fourteen. Okay, now eighty-seven. <laughs> Jesus, all right. Yeah, how rough this is gonna be. No, it's gonna be fucking yeah. amazing. So I'm yeah. I don't know. A lot of Madonna up. and Michael Jackson, I'm sure. Yeah, the music's going to be pretty terrible, and it's probably not going to age well, too. Probably not. <laughs> so, I don't have a 1987 a line. No, dude. You don't? What I've kind got of some a... vinegar in the closet. It's pretty <laughs> <laughs> kind of a weak selection do you have? We you should totally do shots of vinegar. 87? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> no. No, we're not going to do that. I'd rather right. do a fireball than vinegar. I don't do fireball. I'm going to slowly slip on fireball. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, as status said, the new thing. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I talked to Dusty earlier this week, and he said the new thing is peanut butter whiskey. Oh. That he tried, uh, and he said it is wicked dangerous. I'm. Look forward to trying peanut butter whiskey. That does not sound good trip, at all. It's going to be. He's like it's it's way better than Fireball. Wow. Well, we'll have to we'll have to see. So, but on that note, we'll end it on peanut butter whiskey in 1987. So, well, this is I figured this is so, all going to be edited out, and we were just talking. So, oh no, well, he's not going to edit anything out. Yeah, I don't. I don't really edit anything. All right, I just keep it all yeah, in. Yeah, you do. So.